Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. Smoke it up. Where are you? I can see outside. You know what? I've changed my talking position. (laughs) Perks of working from home. Exactly. No, I am sitting in my little guest house studio where your dad usually sits all day, every day. Mm -hmm. But I bet that is a beautiful view for you. (laughs) It's very nice. (laughs) What you been doing? You bored? I'm a little bored. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bored. So California is back under a complete quarantine lockdown you know everything's closed back down not that I was doing anything anyway yeah you were you know, <laughs> I wasn't really doing anything but it's starting to get to me a little bit now Mm-hmm. yeah I'm ready for this to be done well sooner than later you're gonna be making your way across to Tennessee I know I can't wait I'm so excited I can't wait to get to my basement mm-hmm. um, and hang with you and Rara can't wait and Noah, I hate to break it to you, but Noah stays upstairs in her room until like 1 p.m. Oh, I know. She never comes out. And since you and I go to bed at like 5 p.m., we're really not going to see much of Noah. I know, That's why Noah and I know, don't hang anymore is because literally like Noah stays up all night and then sleeps till like 1 o'clock. And like you said, at 5, I'm getting in my PJs. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, I'm coming over. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm taking a bath and getting in bed. <laughs> Yeah, her sleep schedule is whack. It really is. So what are we going to talk about today? Um, what do you want to talk about today? Let's start off with talking about Christmas trees. I would love nothing more than to talk about Christmas trees. It can be our high design section this week because if you're doing a Christmas tree right, it really becomes part of your decor. It should, it should really. Well, yes. Unless you just really are going to do a very traditional red and green ornaments. I don't know if that can become a part of the decoration. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like, you know, like used to, I was a very, very, just the most traditional tree ever when you guys were little. I mean, it would just be either a greener flocked real tree. But I had so many ornaments that I had just collected over the years that I used. And now... I'm kind of one of those people that it's got to look good in the room and it's got to be a pretty decor to match the room or some whatever. But I feel like it's too very, it's either one way or the other. It is one way or the other. I remember the hordes of ornaments you probably got stored away and those you have like a whole organizer just for your ornaments. I have a few organizers just for my ornaments. You're a freak. But, like, I might need to pull some of those out this year just to bring them over and have a look, but not to use. 
So I don't know if you guys have seen on Instagram, I've posted a few stories. We got a, when I say we, it's because my mom lives downstairs now. Uh, we got a real tree like we did last year, but we did the white flocked tree this year. It's awesome. Totally goes to my decor because I have a lot of white stuff in the house. And I was playing a joke on her and because she was like, you're going to use the ornaments I love, right? And I was like, actually, mom, we're going in a different direction this year and we're doing all red and green bulbs. The look on her face. I've never seen you more mortified. And honestly, I'm offended that you would think I would put red and green bulbs on my tree. Okay, so here's what I know is Brandy's so stubborn. (laughs) If she had made that decision without me, there would be no way for me to talk her out of it. So I was just ready to just like swallow that pill and be okay with it, even though I was mortified. What if I was like, you know, Rye and I have decided that we just want a very traditional... That's why I thought you were going to say it. I'm going to be like, this is Ross' first Christmas, and he wants a traditional tree. And I was like, here we go. Always choose a man over your mom. Everybody. That's not true. Anyway, let's. so here's what my dream is for this Christmas. Well, first of all, I have always, as a child, with my mom and dad, always had a real flocked tree that's what we always did once we didn't go to my grandparents house so like when I was really little we went to my grandparents house in Richmond Kentucky every single year for Christmas to be with my mom's mom and her stepdad and she always had it was the 70s a silver tinsel tree every single solitary year so that's what we had until me and my mom and dad started doing ours at our home in Kentucky and we didn't go down there every year. We had a white flock tree every single year. So this year I had to do the flock tree. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a beaut. I will say it's messy. If you go like within four feet of it, you've got fake snow all over you. So that should be fun, but it is pretty. So we just have uh, the white lights on it right now. We haven't started decorating it yet, but leave it to my mother, the Pinterest queen. She has already pulled inspo pics, sent my way, and I'm pretty sure she expects it to look like that when she arrives. I just thought it was so pretty because it's really, you know what? It's part Brandy, part me, because did Brandy not mention that she wants to do a tone-on-tone monochrome this year? Would love. So I saw on Pinterest, it's kind of a, is it a nude in champagne? I think so. It is so pretty. And I just thought we could do shiny, flat, glittered, Uh all those matte in one color, but Mm -hmm. in all of the champagne colors. I think that sounds gorge. Then in the Pinterest I saw, it was very weird, but every now and then they had a little twig of like this, it was like a hot pink. Like a hot pink. It was maybe, cool. Where did we get maybe, those? But there might have been like 10 on the whole tree. Very subtle. But it just added something so cute. It did. We're going to have to find those. We're going to have to hunt those down. So we'll put that picture up for you guys because it is literally stunning. And if you've been following me on Instagram oh, and brother. you've been looking at my stories, I put up a lot of inspiration pics on there as well that I thought some of the trees were incredible. Yeah, I saw some of those. I was asking uh, the Instagram people what to put under the tree. This is always my biggest struggle is my struggles are like what to put under it and what to put on top. And I feel like in the past few years, like we've just totally foregone putting anything on top. We just like leave the I top the way like it is. I it like that, more natural. I'm fine with it. It definitely looks better. Like I don't like the angel on top. The star is okay, but I think I'm I fine with it. I hate a star. I mean – 
it starts just so traditional and usually it like flops to one side or the other and you can never get it to set on top straight same with all those always looks weird i feel like but i had people give me really good ideas for the base like i you always think of like tree skirt i think is the most common thing and like the most traditional thing you see and i have a hard time finding one that's a not like super cliche and b that's not outrageous like tree skirts are expensive i'm like come on we use this like once a year and i had people ask me if i'd heard of a okay well let me chime in here because no, I've, no, been, no, no, no. I've been seeing a lot of people do uh baskets this year okay big baskets tree collars is what they're called yes and they do look like basket. well some of them look like baskets so when you once you dive into this tree collar thing there's so many different kinds. So the ones that yeah, I think I like, cool. it's really cool. I'm, and they're not cheap, but I think it looks like just cleaner. You know what I mean? So the uh-huh. ones I loved were like basket looking. There was like a bunch on like Crate and Barrel and Pottery Barn. It's like I there were just that. so many options. Price point t- to be determined, but I thought that was a really nice like new idea because I had never heard of that before. And then I had a couple other people just give really creative ideas. Like one girl messaged me and was like, I always just go to Walmart and buy a bunch of like burlap fabric I by the that. yard because it's so cheap and just wrap it around the bottom. So again, if you have like a farmhouse vibe or something at home, like I think that would be really, really, really cute. And another thing that you can do is I always say that you can do so many with the painter's cloths that are the off-white. They're just really a good like stone color or just not so crisp white, but not cream. And they're just Mm -hmm. the perfect color. And you, I've done this so many times and you can just kind of cut it down the center, you know, and just pull Mm -hmm. it around and then like tuck it in the back. And it works just like a tree skirt. And there's so many just like better options. And Mm -hmm. I love this collar thing because I don't know if you guys follow Studio McGee, but you should if you don't. Their interiors aren't amazing and they have a new show on Netflix, Husband and Wife out of Salt Lake City. And I put up one of her, her Christmas tree at her house in the inspirations and it looks like it's sitting in a big basket. Mm -hmm. So yeah, tree collars, they're a thing. I'm here for it. I love that. Whoever thought of that, genius. Genius. Why didn't we think of that? Uh, Who knows? You get so high all the time. I thought for sure, like, you'd think of something I mean, cool like that. Can you believe it? Like, that is such a genius thing to do. It really is. Yeah, really, truly is. So, anyway, yeah. that's my Christmas tree stint. Um, once I get it all decorated, I'll obviously post it on Instagram for you guys. And hopefully it looks somewhat like the tree that my mom has in her mind. And I also love, like, I've seen so many really creative holiday designs this year on Pinterest, like, not what you think is a traditional decor, but still feels so holiday. I saw somebody that had a mantle decorated and like all the candles were like black and cream on each Ooh. side. And I forget what they had like in the center of that, but it was like a star or something lit up, but it had all these really pretty candles. And then they had, which, you know, I love a macrame, a cream macrame draped across the front of the fireplace with all the black and it was so beautiful that sounds cute and it Mm -hmm. was just like it seemed like you could put it up for thanksgiving through new year's and you would just feel very festive cute yeah so i was thinking i love some of those ideas too oh you do do you can we watch bridesmaids while you're here yes please i love and we always have to watch the family stone i do love that movie it is so good. Love Rachel McAdams. But also, okay, let's talk about 
Did everybody like the ending? Our, our friend oh, Thomas, yeah. our realtor Thomas, he hit me up today <laughs> and said, what did you think about the ending of the of undoing? The undoing. And as much as, if you guys listen back, I said I thought that was what it was going to happen, which it did. Mm-hmm. But I do think, we talked about this, way more genius if she would have gotten on that stand and done her thing and put him away in prison forever, but her really have done it. Oh, that, for sure. I would so the, love that. This is the thing, like Wells and I talked about this this week too. It's not that the ending sucked, but it's just like, it was just too simple. He was like, I wanted more. Like, I wanted something more dramatic at the end. Do you know what I mean? And I kind of felt like that, too. I kind of felt like the the scene where he's got his kid and running away in the car and then the helicopter's going out. I, I don't know. Like, that just wasn't, like, the the last episode drama that I wanted. It just see, did not. I would have loved that. But I would have just loved to see those helicopters are landing in the road and they're putting him in handcuffs and she's just walking away with a big old smile on her face because mm-hmm. she did it. That's why I, I know, but she happen. didn't. And that's why it was disappointing. And even like, you know, we I talked all season about how like she kept having these weird like schizophrenic flashback scene situations where like you're like, oh, is she nuts? But like, what was the point of all that? They didn't even ever circle that, back around I to know. that. And because it looked like she flashed back to actually seeing her get hit in the head. Yeah. That part so, was weird. Yeah. So it's not that I didn't like it. I did like it. I loved the show. The ending is what I expected. And I also like, I, I kind of like wanted it to be him too, just because he kind of gave me the creeps the whole season. But, and then I don't know, like Hugh Grant, like acting wise did a great job of kind of like flipping the switch there in the last episode. And you actually get to see the, his crazy side. Her too. I just thought they were both so genius. But anyway, so I was on our Facebook group today or yesterday and somebody said, Tish, if you need something to watch, you've got to start the flight attendant. Have you heard about this? No, is it good? Yes. It's one of, okay, here's the thing is honestly, I don't know if it's because I'm older, but maybe, but like that show you with Ann Badgley. Mm-hmm. I could not take my eyes off of it episode after episode. Like I was all in, but in reality, like that is ridiculous that like, it's <laughs> like there's no way that's happening is. Absolutely- I don't know. No, that is in, that is like ridiculous. And here's the thing, but I couldn't stop. But that honestly, the acting was just, eh, and the story is pretty far fetched. So that's kind of the way this is that it's Kelly that we know through horses. Coco, Quoco. Quoco, yeah. Okay, so it's her, and she's the flight attendant. And she has a major alcohol problem. Like, she's a serious alcoholic in this. And but she meets someone on a plane, and then something really bad happens. And the story is good. First of all, I absolutely despise the intro. It makes me hate the show. For some reason, it's like it was a little try-hard for me. But the actual show I'm liking. But it's little you where it could be, eh, but I still love it. (laughs) See, I kind of think that the thing that makes you so scary is that it is so realistic that like, I just don't think we really realize how much we open up our lives to people on social media. And it really is just too easy to stalk someone. Okay. Yes, that I agree with. It's the whole having somebody (laughs) locked away in the basement in your workplace. Like, uh, I can see it. Probably not. <laughs> I can see so it. So that whole part was like, yeah. 
Especially season two. That one was real even further fetched. Uh-huh. But anyway, still loved it. Loved okay. it. But anyway, so you might want to start the flight attendant because I just love Kelly and I feel like it's kind of Kaylee. like I know her. Who? Kaylee. Oh, Kaylee. Kaylee Cuoco. Oh, got you. <laughs> Kaylee. Oh, Lord. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus, they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite, and they also have toasted coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, it's so much easier just to have one product. Plus, they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one for women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. <laughs> um, and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. <laughs> Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like, I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush well, it out. this is amazing. I'm so tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your I, doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners... $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code STONED. That's Nutrafol.com promo code STONED. 
So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. All right, let's be honest. I don't go out and shop for anything anymore. I get everything delivered, even my groceries. Like, I can't tell you last time I went to the grocery store. Can you? No, I love getting everything delivered. So do I. But I will tell you, one of the hardest things, it's something I just can't ever get online, is good quality meat. And now that Rye's here, we like to grill out all the time. And it's the one thing that we find ourselves like schlepping to the grocery store for. And Rye's very specific about his meat, let me tell you. So (laughs) we've discovered, I'm serious. (laughs) So we've discovered this company called United Harvest. It's a delivery company founded by ranchers. And basically you get premium meat delivered to your door and it's all grown on a sustainable farm in Oregon. So everything comes from right here in the U.S. It's great quality stuff. And because it's processed with a sustainable farming, it includes no hormones, no GMOs or unnecessary antibiotics, which I mean, that's the reason we schlep out to the store, right, is to get that good quality meat that doesn't have any of the bad stuff in it. Exactly. And I think that they have pretty much everything like ribeye steak, which is like well marbled and it's mouth watering. It's they have New York strip, which is a potato fed, not corn fed, which they say makes it richer and has like a fuller flavor. They also have the Wagyu (laughs) top sirloin steak. And it's supposed to be super lean and it's supposed to be really flavorful as well. Then they also have lamb loin chops, which I don't think I've ever had that are perfect, especially they say for holiday parties that lamb is really popular because they are tender. They're packed with flavor and they cook really quick. Well, I'll tell you that Ryan and I have a few friends that we have over for barbecues a couple times a week. Just that's the thing to do now. And we made the ribeye steak and the New York strip last week. And it was so, so good. And it's not Ryan's cooking, let me tell you. It's the meat. Just kidding. He's a pretty good cook. And the one thing I will say, like, I have to have my meat have no hormones or GMOs or any antibiotics. So I love that you absolutely know that coming from United Harvest, there is none of that in the meat at all. Yeah, just premium cuts of perfect meat delivered overnight. You guys have to check this out. Here's what you do. You go to unitedharvest.com. That's unitedharvest.com and enter the promo code STONED and you'll get 20% off site-wide with your order of $50 or more. That's a great deal. That's unitedharvest.com and use the promo code STONED at checkout. If you value quality, flavor, and convenience, check out unitedharvest.com and be sure to use our promo code STONE to save 20% off your order of $50 or more. Get your grill on. 
Okay, should we should we do some do we have time for some DMTs before uh, our guest Olivia hops on here? Have we just been rambling about nothing all this time? Rambling about nothing. I don't know. I feel like our Christmas tree talk was relevant. Okay, let's get into some DMTs. Hi y'all. My name's Maria from Missouri. Um I just want to start off by saying that I literally love you guys. So what I like to do after my long day is come home, smoke and listen to some Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. And that just puts me in my mood. That is my go-to. So my question is, what do you? what is your guys' go-to song to listen to? Like, what puts you in your good smoke zone, you know? Thank you, guys. She's cute. Love her. That is exactly what I love to do. And I love the exact same thing as what I love to do. Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Paul McDonald. Oh, my God. That Casey Musgraves, I like that's exactly what I like to do. Oh, by the way, I saw on Casey's Instagram today, she's got a new song coming with Troy Savon and Mark Ronson. It's so, oh, au contraire, it's not a new song. It's a oh. Troy Savon song called Easy that's been out, and I think they're re-releasing it with Casey on the song. And it's so funny. I saw that too today, and I was driving back from the barn last night and just had like a random Spotify mix on, and that that song Easy came on, and I was like, oh, I forgot how much I loved this when it came out, and I just put it on repeat and listened to that song the whole way home. It's such a jam. Okay, so I don't know that song, but if Casey's jumping on, I'm going to be obsessed, I'm sure, because I love her. Mm-hmm. Fellow stoner. You're insane. Okay, well, I don't smoke weed, but if I did smoke weed, let me tell you what I listen to when I go to the dentist and they put me on laughing gas, because that's <laughs> what I would listen to when I smoke weed. Um, Alt-J, epic on its own, even more epic when you're a little high. Also, uh, the band The War on Drugs puts me in a really, really, really good space. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, you know what? There's a, I know it's old school, but if you're old like me, you know there's something about Death Cab for Cutie. It just packs a bigger punch when you're high. The Come only on, person I knew that you even mentioned was War on Drugs. You know Alt-J. Yes, you do. They, uh, they used a sample of Miley's song in one of their tracks. Okay. That line from 4x4, I'm a female rebel. They took Ooh. that and they sampled it in one of their songs. I'm a female rebel who can't do it. Who can't do it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Anyway, but like, yeah, those would be my, my go-tos, I think. Anything like, like you, it's funny, you guys both are talking like rock and roll music when you're high, but I would definitely put on something chill, gets me in my feels. That's why I said Paul McDonald. <laughs> or Paul McDonald because you're obsessed with him. You know what? It's because that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Question number two. Hi, this is Brandy. My name is Kate. My question is kind of for both of you. I'm 22 years old. I'm in an amazing relationship. Everything is going great in my life, but I just graduated college and I'm trying to start my full-time career. And I'm just looking for any advice that y'all have for someone who's starting their career and is just a little bit discouraged. It's really hard. I feel like I compare myself to everyone. And it seems like everyone is so far ahead of me. And I know 22 is so young, but I guess I'm just looking for some advice from you guys on how to stop myself from feeling so discouraged. Love the podcast. Love you guys. Hope you answered my question. Bye. This makes me sad. We get this question so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people 
comparing themselves to others, feeling like it's the worst. I know it's yeah, but it is like Kate. I think that should also make you feel better that you're not alone. We hear this, not that it's a problem, but we hear we hear this a lot. This is a very common thing. I think people call in and and say is that they, you know, I think it's especially in the day of like social media, it's just so easy to compare yourself to others which isn't the best thing to do because everyone's got their own path. Everyone's does everything in different timing. And, you know, it's, it's easy for me. I'm 33 to sit here and tell you like 22 is so young. There's so much life ahead of you. Like don't rush to do anything. But, but like, I also don't want to take away from people that do get married at 22 and are happily married and have a great life. I think that's great for them, but I think it's just important to know, like, everybody's on a different path and everything happens for a reason at the right time. And timing really is everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, I'm glad I didn't get married at 22. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have Rai Rai if I did. And some things are just worth waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. So anyway, I guess like tools to help, you know, try to help yourself not compare yourself to others. Like I feel like Dr. Amen would tell us to like visually like write down things that you're grateful for right now that you do have or um, like strengths right now that you have, like write down the things you do want to focus on so that you don't focus on the things you don't have or the things that other people are doing. I think, I think like I'm such a visual person that if I see things written down, it helps me focus me on too. them. Oh, really Tizzle? <laughs> I'm very much of a rotter down. A rotter down. I'm a yeah. list girl. Um, I just need to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, you're just you're just gonna say yes to what I said. Uh, yes. All right. Well, maybe you'll pull some weight with the design questions. Great. Hey, Tish and Brandy. My name is Mallory. Love the podcast. I'm calling to get your opinion on how to decorate a rental house. My husband is in the military. And so we're always moving around, always going from rental house to rental house. And one of the things I always struggle with is how to make it feel like home without hanging up pictures on the walls that might leave big holes afterwards. We've got a lot of mirrors and mounted canvases that take a lot of weight to keep them on the walls. And I hate repainting after we're moving out. So Wondering if you can give me some ideas on how to make it feel a little bit homier without putting stuff up on the walls that are going to leave big holes or without having to repaint when it's time to move out. Love the podcast. I hope you guys have a great holiday season and stay healthy. Mallory. So that's so weird. She just asked this question because right before I got on here, I was talking to my friend Juliana, who is moving out of an apartment that she did hang a bunch of stuff on the walls. And she's like, I'm losing my mind. I'm trying to spackle every hole so I don't have to, you know, pay for it when I move out. And then she was like, because she's leasing a place in the desert for like six months instead of a year. And she was like, so I cannot be hanging all this stuff on the walls. So I just don't want to pay for it if I move. So anyway, I totally understand that question. And I feel like the one good thing about, I think, not spending money on doing like those types of things or you can actually spend money on stuff that anytime you move, you know, that you can always use it no matter where you go, like a really nice totally. couch or things like that. But I was thinking for some of the things that she said she had, first of all, I love doing, you know, and even in my bathroom, I did like a ladder, like a mm-hmm. leaning ladder. 
And so I think that if you did have some tapestries or fabrics or throws or even like some rock and rugs or kilns are small enough that you can actually fold them in half and like hang them on a ladder. Mm -hmm. I think that you could really do that. I think that could be a good way to like display and make some art on the wall. What else? Like, I guess not like heavy pieces, but I also love hanging hats on a wall, like really pretty hats. And those you could do with those little things that, you know, don't damage the wall. So hanging things that aren't. That's what I was going to say is I just feel like these days they're called command strips from hooks to things that you actually can hang pictures with. Yeah. Super heavy, but you'd be surprised. I've seen some of those things say they can hold like up to like 80 pounds or something nuts. Uh, That might be an exaggeration, but they do hold a lot. That's scary that I have seen that. And I'm (laughs) always like, would somebody really trust that? I'm like, if it doesn't work, you could sue them. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do that. But uh, they do have the command strips. And I have used command strips for different things. And they really do, like, leave the wall completely. They don't damage it at all. Like, it's completely fine when you take it down. It's insane. The other thing I was thinking, because I was just down in my mom's basement. Now, she has, like, floating shelves, like, on the, like, built into the wall. But she, everything that she has on there, like, she has all these frames and pictures and things just leaned up against the wall and the shelves. So if you had, like, a big dresser or a cabinet or something like that that you have sitting out, you could just lean picture frames, like, a bunch of different sizes and heights up against Mm -hmm. the wall on the dresser or on the console or whatever and kind of have an art wall without having to hang anything. I actually love that idea. I absolutely love the idea of all the way across something like that. Like you said, like big pieces. Okay, we're going to put up a like inspiration pick because I'm digging this. Or even like a huge mirror leaned on top of it. Yep. Would be oh, so you're so... saying I'm a genius? Yeah. Well, great. Well, we'll post some pics. Sounds yes, great. All right, Stoners. We want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the stoners about mood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is right. If you guys don't know, mood is known for their federally legal THC. Oh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love mood. Yeah. Well, great. They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product, would you uh, say? You know what? I love their pens. Mm, They're okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods' new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. Okay, we got one more. Hey, Tiff and Brandy. My name is Courtney, and I actually have a design question for you guys I'm hoping you can help with. 
So um, I recently bought a house, um, my first home, which is super exciting. And to my surprise, I actually fell in love in an old home. So this home was actually built in 1969, but it's been modernized a little bit. And But obviously, I came in, and I have a very uh, modern aesthetic. So the house itself has some amazing vintage touches that I did not want to mess with. And the tile, oh, my gosh, amazing. Anyway, there's one part of the house that I'm having the hardest time trying to figure out what to do with. And it is that traditional style den that the old homes used to have. So, you know, you kind of go and retire there at the end of the night. It's a little bit darker because it's kind of set down in the house a little bit. And it's capped with a beautiful brick wall and fireplace. I have my TV, couch. But the walls are actually that old school paneling. The previous owner painted it over like kind of a light slate grayish color. But I don't know if it's just the paneling or what, but it's freaking me out. I cannot figure out what to do with it. So I honestly just have blank walls, and I don't know, do I treat them like normal? I just can't seem to figure out what to do, and I almost kind of think that the space is too big for me. And I listened to your episode last week, and you mentioned something about wallpaper, and I love that idea, but I don't know if it works with the paneling. Anyway, I don't know, so I would love to hear your thoughts if you've got them. Thank you guys so much. Keep killing it. I'll keep listening every week. Thanks. Bye. In my mind, I'm like, this sounds like the best space ever. <laughs> well, it kind of, when she was first explaining that it was like, like it almost sounded like your sunken room. That's what like I love. I'm like, yeah, your little den. It feels like it's a step down, which we had in my house, which we built in 1970. My mom and dad did. And it had a step down like that with a paneling along the bottom of the wall. And first of all, I just am so in love with the 70s and 70s decor right now. I love a mid-century. So, like, I kind of think just go with that vibe. It sounds incredible. And I think doing a really modern kind of sofa, like you said, and modern touches will make the room so sick that I feel like you could kind of lean into that 70s, the whole 70s feel of the basement. You know, whether that be with lighting or your accessories or, you know, like a good pretty chrome picture frame. I think lean into some of that, into that 70s um, modern decor, and it could be so amazing. I feel like, I don't know, maybe if there's no windows, this isn't a genius idea, but I feel like plants could be really cool in a room like that too. So if there's no windows, maybe fake plants. (laughs) I would definitely, like greenery in there would Mm -hmm. be everything. Maybe even hang some from the ceiling. Yeah, So one of my friends, she actually has a room that she just bought vintage 70s style sofas for. And like there's a summer tan in the room and then just plants everywhere. It does have quite a bit of light, but it is the coolest room in the world. And I think it could just be so cool to kind of just lean into that and and make that just the style of the whole room. Sounds Mm -hmm. amazing. It does. Courtney, if you have Facebook and um, well, obviously you should be in our Facebook group if you're not already, but you should post some pictures because I would love to see it. And then maybe we could chime in on Facebook too with a few more ideas. But definitely, I think lean into that 70s vibe. My mom's kind of gone that direction with the basement downstairs and it's really, really cool. So once again, let's talk cereal and magic you guys know has become my favorite and I pretty much eat cereal morning noon and night I don't know especially during the quarantine like because it's just me and so I end up truly just eating cereal so it's really great that they have like four amazing flavors and I really do eat it like at least twice a day but what I do love is I used to I've always been a cereal eater and I used to get so much sugar 
and fat and just things that weren't good for me. So I do feel like now that I've switched to Magic Spoon, at least I'm, you know, eating way healthier than just like a normal cereal. For sure. You know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And while it's so easy to make cereal, the good thing about Magic Spoon is not only is there zero sugar, but there's 11 grams of protein. So if you start your day with cereal for Magic Spoon, you're actually starting the day with protein, starting off with punch, getting that good stuff in your system. There's only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And there's, like my mom said, four awesome flavors, blueberry, my favorite, cocoa, fruity, and frosted. It tastes amazing. Honestly, it's too good to be true. It fits just about any diet, whether you're gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, GMO-free, it's all of those things and more. So make sure you guys check this out. Go to magicspoon.com slash stoned to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code stoned at checkout and you'll get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll totally refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash stoned and use the code stoned for free shipping. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the podcast. Well, our next question is for our guest. So should we get Olivia Rudensky on the phone? We have known her for so long now, but she is actually head of digital and marketing at Maverick, which is uh, Miley's management company. And so she heads up all that for Miley. Um, we've She's been around for so long. We've known her forever. Mom, don't you have like a cool story about how you met Olivia? Yeah, it is so funny. Like, I actually first met Olivia because she was like a Miley super fan. And so I literally ended up following her like on Twitter. And I just remember at one time going, wait a minute, this girl knows more about what Miley has going on than our actually like social media team that we're like I actually get my info from I, I would get more info from Olivia so the funny thing is is I told Olivia that I thought she should come out here and intern at Maverick this was years ago and she literally came and stayed at my house for the summer That's and right. I met her I met her mom and then her mom and I signed up for Rodan and Fields together and now me and her mom were friends that so was not even weird for Olivia to stay here then she did that for a summer and then she went back to New York and graduated high school and then started college and then actually came out here to start working for, with digital and marketing for Maverick. And so yep. it's just all full circle, but I have known, oh, and her and Noah, they walked red carpets together. Like we've just known them forever. And forever. Olivia, she's incredible. Perfect. Let's get her on. Get her on. Hey, are you in New York? No, I'm back in LA. Because I know that you kind of are loving it over there. Yeah, I was loving it, but I don't know. I just, I needed, I needed to get back to LA and like relive in LA. I feel like I just got out of LA so quickly when the pandemic hit and I was just like, okay, I, 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 I did my time in New York. So I'm mm-hmm. here a bit now. We'll see. Okay, good. Well. Wait, are you guys like high right now? I don't know if that was like. I'm she- completely stoned out of my mind. <laughs> Olivia, we kind of already gave you a little intro and told the stoners how we met you. But Olivia, maybe from your perspective, I'd love to hear on your end, like how you got connected with my mom and how this all started. So crazy. Um, But yeah, so at 12 years old, I created a Miley fan account, which is, I guess, thinking about it, 
back in the day, but before social media, you only saw your favorite artists on TV and in the magazines and kind of what the media told you about them. There wasn't really a way to connect with them on a personal level besides like fan club that used to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the social media age was starting to pick up, I just noticed something on Twitter and YouTube and all these places. And I was like, oh my God, I get to see what my favorite artist is doing on like a normal level, not like just like superstar, you know, but everything kind of like the behind the scenes. So I created a fan account at 12 and then. And you're, how old are you now? 24? I'm 24, yeah. 24. Yeah. And then, so running that account and really building a, a community of fans within that, which everyone else is kind of like, whoa, what is this new world of Twitter? Like, it was just so crazy. I created a, a website and had like a coder and a design, like all these different things, you know, helping me. It was all based on our passion. And then at 16, Miley and Tish were like, you just need to come out to LA and come help out the team because everyone was like, social media is the new wave. And you and I think what's so cool is like, you guys were so on that early on of just like, that's where everything was heading. Cause I remember the first phone call was like, what is this about the Vivo record? And then all of a sudden Miley was breaking a Vivo record. And it's just, it's just so crazy how you guys were able to sense that that was coming and where it was really headed. And now we're seeing like, even just the TikTok age, like every label, every management firm was like, we need to figure this out. You know, it's all part of that digital world. So yeah, at 16, they kind of asked me to come out to LA you know, help out during the bangers era, which is crazy. And then fast forward, join the management team. And I've been there full time for three years. So it's wild. But I think it's, I think it's so nuts that you knew how to do that or even how to build that community. It's just weird that you knew like to do that. It's, it's, it's like, I also think about that. Cause like, even like when I'm texting about like radio updates, like some people don't even like, even in the music industry, you're like, how do you, how are you so fast with that? I'm like, because I looked at that every single day when I was running a fan account, I was able to track how the song was doing because I would have to get the fan base to go and request it. So like knowing what Saturday night online was because they did it for the fans. It was like the biggest radio show and it still is because it gets a spin on every single radio station across iHeartRadio. So I had to be up to date with all that type of stuff and request her songs and get people to request it. So I'm like, it's still there with me. So I'm like, still like, it's almost like essentially like what I taught myself running this fan account is now what I do for my full-time job, which is like so weird. And I always think about that. Like how, how did I even get to like understanding that? But when you become so passionate about something, it starts to become so natural. Like I'm sure with you guys on the podcast, like, if you take a step back and you're like, oh, a podcast, it seems like so much. It seems like a lot of work. And then you just like start doing it because you're excited about it. You don't even realize that like you're producing, you're understanding like the whole other world of it. <laughs> but no, I think she already answered a little bit of people's questions. Like so many people in their 20s, so many people write or call in about like how to get started in something like they never thought they could do. So basically, so what we're saying is like, you know, what is your advice to somebody in their 20s, early 20s? I think a lot of them are just graduating college age to get started and to like, you know, stand out in such a big business where it's so hard to to make it and to get plugged in like you did. 100%. I think what's really cool is because my approach was really like non-traditional where I feel like a lot of internships and, and jobs in general, there's like this, like you have to go through like this formal process. Whereas I feel like, 
you guys just like noticing what I was doing online. It was like, oh wait, this person's good at, you know? And then, and I think like people are so obsessed with this formal process, which I feel like social media in general is breaking all of that down because there's so many avenues now to find your own path. So like whether it is a podcast or, you know, even just a TikTok, like I'm seeing so many Miley fans like thriving. Some of them are becoming massive famous TikTokers. Like, like this kid, Matt Peterson, who like, he has like mm-hmm. 2 million um, TikTok followers thriving in the food business, getting brand deals in the food world. Like his engagement yeah. is higher than most celebrities on, on TikTok. Like it's- That's insane. And I talked to him a lot. Cause like, he's just like, my parents want me to like continue work being an instructor at SoulCycle. But like my passion is like this food stuff. I'm like, you are going to be a star in the food world because you're making content that you genuinely enjoy. The second that mm-hmm. you're like, I have to go do this because there's, you can't really thrive. So I feel like what I like to do and like what I like to talk to fans in general, because I feel like there's so much potential in different areas and then their best work will come out. So whether it's the graphic designers that we hire because they're just so passionate about, I don't know. I just feel like it's really not that hard to kind of stand out if you're just doing your own thing. And like, it's being truthful to what you're doing, whether it's about the music industry or it's literally about like the most random, like being a fan of a TV show. And if you are, if you're being yourself, it's going to stand out to somebody. And I think, I think that's really the the best advice that I could give. Cause I, I'm just like, I feel it's like, I feel so grateful for what I've been able to do, but like, it's not, it's anyone, anyone can do that. Like literally anyone, as long as they have the right mindset about it, like, they can create their world online, especially now more than ever. It's like the craziest thing where everything is in the audience's hand. So it's just crazy how much has changed in the past few years. And I think just don't be afraid to do like what you did. I mean, first of all, it's not easy. It's hard work. I mean, you've been doing this since you were 12. You know, it's not like somebody, you know, is like, oh, let like you work to get to that point. And I think it's got... Like it's hard work, it's dedication, but the biggest thing is just start doing it. Mm-hmm. I say that so much, you know, yeah. just start, start somewhere, do anything, but get started. I think that's the hardest part is just making that decision to do it. But I mean, like you said, even people that do like design and things like that, we use so many people that are just Miley fans that we'll see. Like the fan art. Fan art. Yeah. So, like, we'll see the fan art and it's so incredible. And, you know, there's, we've taken some of that and then used those people to do other design work. And I think it is just getting yourself out there and doing something that you love to do. Mm-hmm. I would love Olivia for you to tell the stoners and us what like a day in the life of Olivia Rudensky looks like working on Miley's team. <laughs> uh, every day is completely different. I mean, you know, it depends on like the time. So, and it's weird because I think something for me, like being a fan of what I do is really interesting because like when I go online, essentially like half my job is understanding what's going on in the world of the internet or just how the music industry is changing. Cause one, the music industry is all digital now. So like any, every label is trying to figure out what's going on online. So I think like for me, keeping it true to myself of like, this is stuff I love and this is stuff I'm passionate about and not stuff that becomes a job and end in the music industry because you see labels being like, okay, we need to find like the data of like what TikTok trend is working. And it's like, I don't do that. I like to look at like, just, I like to be part of it. Just really just doing things that I love every single day, whether it's listening to a podcast, because I think a podcast also like 
how Call Her Daddy came about was because, like, the fan base was there. Like, that fan base was talking about Call Her Daddy. I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to Call Her Daddy. I want to understand that world. I want to understand what the fans are talking about there. And that's how we knew that it was the perfect fit for Miley and her fan base and how that collaboration was really powerful. So I think just I've tried to dedicate a lot of my time to, like, really just knowing what is going on, what her fans are talking about. And then other days it gets really hectic because it's like a lot of logistical stuff and a lot of, you know, just like putting together reports or making sure people are doing their job. So my job ranges in, in a lot of different areas. So it's really hard to give like a breakdown of what every day looks like. But it also just depends on the time. And, you know, if it's a if it's release mode, you know, I haven't like slept in a few weeks, but because <laughs> release mode, but, you know, once it's over, then I'm kind of like, it's kind of chill for a bit. So it really just depends. And when, and when you first started, like with your internship at Maverick, like, where did you start? So we know where you've ended. Basically you're heading up the entire like strategy for everything digital for Miley. And that's now, but when you started as an intern, like what were some of your responsibilities at Maverick? So when I started, that's when I was running the fan account. So the account had 300,000 followers. There was no, there was no official fan source for any artist yet. So I was kind of, when I came out to LA and we're like, how should we work together? Cause you know, I wasn't moving to LA to join the management team yet. I was really young. I was kind of like, well, why don't we make this the official fan source? And that way, you know, when the team has maybe any brand deals or they want to get top super fans to a show, you know, you don't need to spend the time doing that. I'll do it. Cause I just wanted to do it. I was so excited. Mm -hmm. So it started as a lot of that type of stuff, like kind of being that messenger between Miley and the fans through a fan account to kind of keep them engaged and kind of, you know, do more stuff that she wouldn't post on her own socials. Um, so that's kind of where the, the intern stuff was. And then joining Maverick, I mean, it was amazing because Adam was kind of like, what do you want to do? I was like, what, what is my role? I was like, this is so confusing because like, I love all this type of stuff. It kind of started to form into like, oh my God, is that PR or is that digital? Or it's, And then I was like, doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it all goes on to digital. It's all for social media, whether you're doing performance, whether you're doing a brand deal, it's all for social media. So I feel like for me, like I, it's kind of evolved into a whole other place that I can't even, like I couldn't even imagine that it would come to. Yeah. It's such a good example. I always say, like, I feel like now in 2020, like a lot of people are like, I don't really know exactly what I want to do because there isn't really a job that that with the description of what I want to do but that's where like I've I have a lot of friends where like they've kind of created their own job it's like you go somewhere and you say hey this is what I do and they almost create a job for you and I think just having the confidence to step up and say hey I can do this and this and this I want to do this and this and this and this is why it's important and then and then someone just being like great well you're hired like well we'll we'll make that job for you you know what I mean and I think that's completely realistic and doable and really really inspiring 100% I say that all the time I think just in general, and especially during this time, like the pandemic has just shifted a lot of mindsets. And I think taking away the office culture in general is really awesome. But I think mm -hmm. like, that's something that's going to change because you need to use people for their skill sets. So mm -hmm. I like the typical admin work and, you know, calls and stuff was just never something that I was good at. And I think like, people will start to trip up over those little things. Oh, I can't do anything because I can't get past this point. Everyone's <laughs> made for different skills mm -hmm. and you need to use them at their best skill set. So I think, you know, tapping into people like what they're really passionate about. I think for everyone looking for jobs right now needs to be honest with themselves. Like I'm not good at this, but I thrive in this setting. And I think 
people, when you get, become more confident in that, it's easier to find that job. And it's easier mm-hmm. to kind of like map out, like, I will crush this area for you. Let's have someone handle this stuff and we will crush it together. So yeah, I'm, I, it's, it's cool to see a lot of people really stepping up and, and cultivating their dream jobs because that's when companies or artists thrive when you have people that are meant to be in certain positions. And it's, it's just all so crazy how people are finding it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do think, you know, just representing yourself well too, like, you know, if you want to be in something creative in the industry, you know, just making sure that like your social media does represent who you are and what you, you know, kind of your aesthetic. And so when people look at that, they kind of really get an, a sense of who you are already. I think it's, that's really important too. But And also when you, have, when you have a social media page that represents you, you know, I remember they would tell you this in like high school or like the more like extracurricular activities you have, like the better shot mm-hmm. in college. And I never understood that. And I think now it's like, even just like people when you see, oh, they have a podcast or they have like a blog or they do, they sell these bracelets on the side. Like to me, it's so much more attractive if I was looking to hire somebody because it's like, they're learning. I mean, you're learning so much about producing or about business or, you know, like how to create an Instagram for your side bracelet business. And I think people are understanding that the value of having people that are just dedicated to overall like hobbies, because that's when you do a better job at your actual full-time job. So I don't know. I just see a lot of people like really finding those paths for themselves and it's, it's opening up so many more doors than before. Mm, Absolutely. Well, before we let you go, First of all, thank you for coming on. Oh, I think so this has crazy. been really, really cool. And I wanted to say congrats. I saw that you made the Forbes 30 under 30 list, which is a huge freaking deal. So congratulations to you. And then we can't let you go without asking you what your top three favorite songs are on Miley's new album. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's really it's really hard. It's so because the one album front to back is the best she's ever done. So it's I'm, true. And it's hard because we've had this we've listened so many times before. So it's really hard to like really understand how people are going to relate or love music. So when it's finally out there, just kind of like, Oh my God, seeing those responses is amazing. I I think top, well top, I think Miley song ever now from the album is never beat me. I think just like that song feels Mom loves it too. Like so And I remember the first time she played it, like I knew that was going to be my top one. I think it feels so nostalgic to the old stuff and such a like modern take on it and so vulnerable at the same time give me what I want because that's just like that's uh, my fave that is like in the car like I know so good I I, angels like you maybe but I feel like I'm just like obsessed with bad karma at the same time like I feel like it's just so different than Mm -hmm. any artist can do and I think that's what's so telling about the album is that like nobody else can do that totally I've actually seen a lot of my friends and people I follow on Instagram using bad karma a lot in Instagram stories like as the music in the background oh that's funny so I do think that's a that's a crowd fave yeah it's just that's crazy we've had that a while Mm mm-hmm Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Amazing. Well, mom, you got anything else? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much, Olivia. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. I know this was so fun. So So fun. fun. Okay, I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, bye, Olivia. See ya. Well, that was cool. I think it's super fun for 
the stoners. I would assume most of the stoners are Miley fans at this point. So I think it's super cool for you guys to get to hear from somebody on her team. I think it's, I think a lot of people are fascinated hearing, hearing you mom talk about like your role on Miley's team and your role behind the scenes of it all. And so to hear Olivia's role is really, really cool too, because it really does take a freaking village, doesn't it? Well, it's so funny because I've known Olivia since she was 13 years old. And then, but like we work together now, like Mm -hmm. it's weird. Like I've known her since she was so, so young that Olivia brings something to the team that is so needed because she is young and she does show her passion for what she does is so insane. And she does stay up on every new thing and how it works and why it's good. And so Mm -hmm. it's really cool to go in and sit on these meetings with me and Adam and you know, Adriana and, and then there's Olivia and, you know, she really is like brings a huge, huge, like much needed voice to the Miley team. And, you know, because she is so young, but she's so incredible what she does. But anyway, it's fun to watch her grow. And, but I love working with her. She's awesome. Yeah. Super cool. All right, stoners, we are going to let you go so that I can go start decorating my Christmas tree. And so I can go finish passenger. No, <laughs> The flight attendant. The flight attendant. Oh my God. Mom is so stout. Um, okay. All right, guys. Make sure you call in and leave us some voice messages for our DMT segment. It's our favorite part of the episode. We love hearing from you guys and hearing your voices on the podcast. So if you want to call us and leave us a message to ask us a question, the number is 818 Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you're not already so you never miss an episode. You know, we love a five-star review. And we will see you guys next week. Can you believe there's only like three more weeks left of the year? No, it's ridiculous. We're not talking about it. It's It's crazy. It's depressing. I don't know. I'm ready for 2021. Uh, Or can we just redo 2020? Can we just start that year over on a very different path? I don't know if it's worth the risk. Okay. 2021, let's go. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go detach from reality and watch the show. Great. Peace out, donors. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Hey, it's Bobby Bones, executive producer of Make It Up As We Go, the brand new podcast from Audio Up and iHeartRadio, brought to you exclusively by Unilever's Nor and Magnum Brands. The story follows the songwriter's journey as well as the songs themselves and how they make it to country radio. From executive producer Miranda Lambert and creators Scarlett Berg and Jared Goodstead, a story inspired by the competitive world of Nashville writing rooms, featuring original music by Scarlett Burke, director and executive producer, featuring some of the biggest names in country, including Nicole Gallagher. And everything I'm working out is everything just working out. It's feeling like a Monday on a Saturday night. Make It Up As We Go drops October 8th only on the iHeart Podcast Network in association with Audio Up Media, created by Scarlett Burke and Jared Goodstead. Can make it up as we go. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.